Hello, Kingdom Speak listeners. We are back to continue our series on justification and sanctification. Today, we are here to encourage you to persevere. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, how are you doing today? I read this quote. Hello, Pastor McKillop. How are you? No, look, <laughs> hey, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. You guys keep dragging me back into this. Perseverance is not a long race. It is many short races, one after the other. There. That's, that's how I feel about this episode today. Mm. Hmm. I'm just going to take it a little bit at a time. These episodes... Yeah. You're going to do this just like you eat your food. Oh, yeah. Everybody in the audience. Okay. All right. Everybody in the audience. <laughs> you got yourself to thank for that, buddy. Everybody. <laughs> just walked right up, put the target on himself. I don't know what the term is. Those people that just like getting beat up all the time. They keep coming back for more. Victim mentality. What? No. No. Someday. Yeah. Someday at a conference. I have faith. Oof, that it do. will happen. Oof. And when the audience, the entire audience is with us, you need to go out to eat with producer Randy and watch the show. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> you better do it quick. <laughs> yes, yeah. don't look away. Yeah, don't blink. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we asked for reviews, and the promise is you leave us a review, we'll read it if it's five stars. So here's a five-star <laughs> review. Well... <laughs> Thank you for your consistency in being able to tackle broad subjects, none that I take controversial at all, particularly your episode on helps. In my opinion, it is a seriously underappreciated ministry or at least left out, and we all have a place in his kingdom. God bless you all. I look forward to more. Sincerely, from Brother Lewis, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I will venture to guess that you wrote this review before we began our series on justification. Yeah, sanctification. <laughs> yeah I'm going to say. Yeah. Hence the, the, the word controversial being used. <laughs> There's been a few times around the coffee pod that Pastor McKillop is like, boys, you guys, I've been getting more contact, being contacted more about these episodes and, you know. We're doing our part yeah. to make this as controversial as possible. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I notice how you've been editing those quick cuts. Yeah. Hey, Got to make sure you're listening. Kind of feel like Jesus. I didn't say I was like Jesus. <laughs> kind of feel like Jesus where they're trying to catch me in, in my words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we mentioned this last week, but, you know, this is a very confrontational <clears throat> subject. Yes. So if you're listening and you have felt that, um, I can say that I've felt it too. Like when we went through it as a, a sermon series of, you know, and we taught it in discipleship class, there are mindsets with that you have, you may not even realize that you have it, that are sure. rooted in sure. the side of sanctification so far, you know. Yeah, and some of them some of them some people may deem some of the differences that we've been highlighting as nuanceful or, mm. you know, does it really make a difference? Mm-hmm. Working for salvation, 
versus working at Mm -hmm. salvation. I don't dress holy to get saved. I dress Mm -hmm. holy because I am saved. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm sure there are those that could just say, well, it doesn't really make any difference. But yes, it does. It, yeah. It makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. So if you're listening and there's once in a while that you like kind of cinch up and say, oh, I don't know. Oh, I need to think about that some more. Like we've all experienced that listening to Pastor McKillop, right? Sure. But you need to hear him out to the end. That's the message. Sure. Hear him out to the end, right? So a quick recap of of kind of where we've been. And they, and they really do, if they have not listened to mm-hmm. uh, the first, what Three. are we at? Yeah. Three? Yeah. First wow. three episodes. Um, if you haven't listened to those, you need to you need to do so sure. to help you get the context mm-hmm. for what we're talking about. And and beginning kind of at the last part of the last episode, we're gonna start talking a bit more about it. And for sure going forward, mm-hmm. we'll be talking more about the sanctification and holiness aspect. Um but let, let's recap again. Justification is the act of a moment. Mm-hmm. Someone can walk in, an unbeliever, the most heinous individual by anybody's standards, mm-hmm. societal standards, mm-hmm. the, 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 the killer yep. can walk in. A really bad person. Yeah. And yep. Those of you that are listening, you're missing the show right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> So you mean a really bad person could? Co-host, co-host Derek is locked on <laughs> producer Randy I, right now. <laughs> I didn't see it to catch. I, I didn't say anything. No, no, I know. Yeah, yeah. That person can experience justification really in a single setting, and we'd have no problem with that. No, we embrace it wholeheartedly. Encourage it. Here is water. What doth hinder? Repented of his sins, was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of those sins, received the gift of the Holy Ghost, born again, Mm -hmm. justified with God. If he dies at that moment, he's right with God. There's nobody that would debate that. There's not an apostolic that would debate that guy at that moment. Never went and bought a suit, never attended a conference, never fasted and prayed. Yeah, he's never he's never tithed. Never a paid tithes. His life. Yeah. That guy's right with God. Mm-hmm. Okay? So justification is monergistic in its nature. It is all God. Mm-hmm. Peter says we are not. We're not justified by corruptible things. Mm-hmm. So as an apostolic movement who believes in holiness, it is paramount that we do not take those visible aspects of sanctification and give them the weight and credence of earning us justification. Oh, that's so important. That Yeah, that's... We, we take the things that we believe are important, but then we attribute that to justification. Right, exactly. Right? Exactly. It's two different and things. And hence, when you fail at that, because <laughs> invariably you will, because you're still human, even though you're born again, mm. if you tie your justification to that performance, then you feel lost at that moment. 
and it begins to erode at the assurance and confidence that should be there Mm -hmm. as it relates to your eternal destination or the security of your eternity. And you experience living life in a revolving door. Yes. You're inside the building, outside the building, inside the building, outside the building, nonstop. Or as John said, if you're a son of God, you don't sin. Yeah. If you sin, you're a son of the devil. So you're in the family of God, out of the family of God, in the family of God, out of the family of God, in the family of God, out of the family of God. I'm a son, and now I'm not. I'm a son, now I'm not. Back and forth, in and out. Hmm. That whiplash approach to serving God is not a biblical, or it's not the model that we should pursue. And that's kind of the crux of the whole series, right? Totally. Is to, you know, if you're that person that's extremely condemned about the actions that you've committed and think that that will jeopardize your salvation, right? And you're so under that weight of condemnation over things you have done that you think, wow, I'm not, I'm not in it anymore. But yet you're still trying, but you think all that stuff in the past is holding you up. You got to understand what we're talking about. The, the release that you experience... When you realize God has got my justification. So <laughs> that, that side yeah. of it, God has it. Yeah. The corruptible things like silver and gold and, mm-hmm. and, and, and my performance, I am not justified by that. Okay? So I know we've mentioned this in previous episodes, but, but the apostolic movement has, has to stop measuring It's, it's qualifications for justification mm-hmm. with a corruptible measuring stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's well said. Okay? we we got to go back to the fact that it's a gift. You don't earn it. And if I can't earn it, you can't lose it. You can't you lose, can't lose it. it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Notice the hesitancy that you have to even say that. That does not mean that once you're saved, you're always saved. Mm-hmm. But if you are going to be lost, you've got to climb over Calvary to be lost. You know, you know the children of Israel, they said they were going to go back to Egypt. They had to go back by the way of the Red Sea. <laughs> yep. you got to go back the same way that you got out. And so if you're going to be lost, you have to work at it. You've got to, you are not going to be a, a, a shocked backslider. Mm-hmm. It's an intentional thing. You packed up your suitcase, grabbed your inheritance, and walked out the door ready for some riotous living to live it up. There's somebody, I I can't think of right now who it was, but somebody said the door to hell is locked from the inside. In other words, if you're going and you're going to be there, you're going to go inside and shut the door behind you. Nobody's going to force you in and lock you in, right? Wow. Inversely, people who are living a sanctified life don't just wake up one day and say, oh, I'm a Christian. Right? I like God. Yeah, right. You're, right. you're going to work at it. It's not an accident. Exactly. Exactly. So the scripture that we used, I believe, in the last episode, you don't know how many conversations we've had <laughs> prior to <laughs> kicking off the recording going, did we already talk about this? <laughs> so if we already talked about this, we apologize. But the... The and we did talk somewhat about this. 
Every man that hath this hope purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Right, First John 3. Yep. yep. Okay. Why does a pure man need to purify himself? Mm. That is the classic example of status versus condition. Mm. When you are born again, you are justified. Your status is that you are pure before God. Mm-hmm. Your condition can vary from day to day. Mm-hmm. But as your condition varies, your status can remain the same. Mm-hmm. You've got you've got to you got to understand that there's a hope in this. The man that hath this hope purifieth himself even as he is pure. So talking about this will not give you a license to sin. Talking about this will give you the hope that you need Mm. to continue to strive to bring your condition in alignment with your justified status. Right. I'm purifying myself even as I am pure. If not, if you don't have that hope, then you become a martyr. And your entire goal is to just, you know damage yourself to the point of trying to be justified, right? Right. And they go on a downward spiral till they literally destroy themselves trying to seek that. Where if you're a Christian, it should be the opposite. You're trying to work yourself out of the pit. Exactly. Understanding that you've already been justified. Exactly. Right. And that's different because it's relational at that point. Absolutely right. So now my holiness, my sanctification is relational. It's not legalistic. Mm-hmm. And man, <laughs> that's all. The, the, it feels different. Here, here is a very, very important statement. Anything in 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 line of 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 relationships, anything that is forced feels different. Mm-hmm. Anything that is forced feels different. So, I am not serving God as as an individual that strives to be holy, and sanctified to qualify for salvation. I'm not doing it with a gun to my head. I'm doing it because I have a hope. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing it because I am striving to bring my condition in alignment with my status, which is I am pure. So I am purifying myself even as I am pure. Did your parents ever look at you and say, now you tell your brother that you love him. (laughs) <laughs> Speaking of being forced, you guys yeah. ever have that happen to you? Yeah. yeah. I love you. Ugh. Yeah. We all have seen these people that go to churches, not our own church, but you know, those churches, those people. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. And they live and they look like they're just being forced to do it. Sure. And you're not really going to be the person that inspires more people to live the way you're living if you're doing that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So the role of of justification is all God. It's all God. You cannot justify yourself. Self-justification is a stench in the nostrils of God. Hmm. All right? Self-justified people, Abraham, you're going to kill Isaac. That's the results of, that's the end of self-justification. With a provision in the thicket, you're going to follow through and offer your son on the altar. 
Sanctification, and, and we're going to be highlighting over the next few episodes our role in sanctification, but I want to be clear on this. Sanctification is not like justification in the sense that it is monergistic. It's not. Sanctification is not all us. Mm-hmm. It's synergistic. It is both God and man working together. So in other words, you're not just doing everything possible you can think of to try to make yourself a good person. Right. Or to try to take away things in your life that you think are bad. Right. Absolutely. It needs to be in in conjunction with what God well, wants you to do. Right. And clearly, but but in a, even in addition to that, you, you can read, and by prayer and fasting they were sanctified, and by the Holy Ghost they were sanctified, mm-hmm. and we were sanctified by the blood. Mm-hmm. So, so there is that role mm-hmm. that God plays in sanctification, but so don't I. Mm-hmm. Sanctification is not all God, and sanctification is not all man. Sanctification is the collaboration of both God and man working together. Sanctification is the more visible part of justification. All right. Right. What do you mean by that? You can see it. Mm -hmm. You can sense it. Okay. You can detect it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm, I'm probably getting ahead of myself, but you guys have heard heard me tell our church this. Holiness is not just what you put on or what you take off. Mm-hmm. There's standards, and we're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But that's not that does not equate holiness. I have, have have told our church this: if someone is blind, I want them yeah. to be able to detect when they walk into our services, that we are a holy, sanctified people. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? Yet, sanctification is not just some inward spirit that does not possess a visible manifestation. So sanctification will ultimately result itself in a visible expression Mm -hmm. of justification. Hmm. Meaning, now I want to, I want to, I want to read a quote uh, out of a book entitled "The Radical Call to Holiness." Men tend to form their opinion of God from their estimation of themselves, <laughs> because they satisfy, satisfy themselves with outward acts of ritual. They assume that God must be satisfied as well. Wow, that's so true, man. Holiness is often perceived to consist of conformity to a list of do's and don'ts without consciousness of the theological whys. Mm-hmm. That, wow. God forbid that that ever happens in our churches. If there's anything I have attempted to do as a leader within our congregation is explain the theological foundation for why we do what we do. Mm. Yep. Continuing the quote, somewhere in the process, there has been a drifting away from truth generating adherences to a set of practices isolated from truth. Mm -hmm. Those traditions may very well be right-wing 
and conservative in comparison to worldly behavior. behavior. Here's Here's the statement. But merely being out of sync with the world does not equate to biblical holiness. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Merely being out of sync with the world does not equate to biblical holiness. Hmm. Okay? So here here I go with, with feeling the need to qualify. That is not meaning that we come alongside the world and we embrace the world's lifestyles. Sure, sure. Yeah. No, but when I'm out of sync with the world by 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 my lifestyle, mm-hmm. that has to be rooted in the fact that I'm justified. It is impossible to be sanctified without first of all being justified. You must be justified before you can be holy. It is impossible to be a holy individual without the Holy Ghost residing on the inside of you. If if, if you approach it from that standpoint, then it's rooted in self-righteousness, self-justification. Once again, I'm trying to impress God with my performance. So it's not just about being different. No. Right? No. Although it will it make you different. It ends up that you are different. Right. right. But that's not the objective. No, that's right. See, holiness calls you out from things, but it also sets you apart for things. Sanctification, and, and I'm afraid so many times the holiness movement, as we've been branded sometimes, has, has, has taken this hit that it's all about what we aren't. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Instead of what we are set apart to be. And we're going to start tackling this a bit in, the, in these future episodes. But holiness does not just set me apart from the world, but it sets me apart to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am. I have access to God. Sanctification. Oh, okay. Let, let's go ahead and read Exodus chapter nineteen, beginning right. at verse ten. All right. And, and this this will help help describe what I'm talking about. Exodus nineteen ten says, and the Lord said unto Moses, Go unto the people and sanctify them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their clothes and be ready against the third day. For the third day the Lord will come down in the sight of all the people unto Mount Sinai. And thou shalt set bounds unto the people round mm. about, saying, Take heed to yourself. So let, let, let me interrupt you here and just and tell you. God's, notice the setup. Go to the people, Moses, and sanctify them. Mm-hmm. I've got a question to ask you. As the Moses of our congregation, not saying I'm Moses, so I'll save you the. You're getting up there. I'll, I'll save you Ooh, the. I didn't say Need to put that in the <laughs> comment section. We'll, we'll edit that out. Cut. But in the sense of leadership of this local assembly, mm-hmm. God says, "Now I want you to sanctify the people." Ha! What does that mean? How can I <laughs> sanctify you? <laughs> yeah. Right. But the reality is, is Moses sanctifies the people by teaching them. Wow. Okay? He's going to tell them what God said to do mm-hmm. to sanctify themselves. Hmm. Why? Because God is coming down. Wow. Listen, here is a huge element to everything that we've been discussing. 
Justification qualifies you to meet God in heaven. Mm-hmm. Sanctification qualifies you to meet God on earth. Wow. That's a good. I want to be able to have an experience with God on earth, yes. a manifestation of his presence on earth earth yes. but he doesn't just manifest himself in ranks and amongst those that have not sanctified themselves Moses I'm coming down these are my people I'm telling you make sure they're sanctified yeah. go sanctify them because if if I come down amongst an unsanctified people oof it's not going to be good it's not going to be good. We're going to talk about that, I think, in the next lesson. Go ahead. All right. So take heed to yourselves that ye go not up into the mount or touch the border of it. Whosoever touches the mount shall be surely put to death. Now, this is God telling Moses how to sanctify the people, put boundaries in place. Mm-hmm. Sanctified people are people that live within boundaries. Come on, somebody. Well, there. Don't, don't, it, this is not just some ambiguous nomads land that we just romp snuffing up the wind at our own pleasure as jeremiah said mm-hmm. and we just know we're justified and we're living we're living in the wild west it's all god so to speak it's all god <laughs> no a sanctified yeah. people are a people that know boundaries yeah. they hear them being set by the man of god in their life and they respect them these were people who when they set up their camp they were by the same crowd every single time, right. same tribe. You know, you right. knew where you were supposed to be. Right. There was a structure there. Yes. <laughs> yes. But again. And he still had to go back and do this. These boundaries aren't what make them made them Israelites. No. No. They were already Israelites. That's right. Okay. So again, in, in the greater context of what we've been talking about, these boundaries are not what made them justified. They're not what made them sons of God. It is what made them eligible for a God encounter. Right. The promise was already given. This is a relationship. The city was there waiting for them to get to. Oh, yeah. Take heed to yourselves. Okay, we read that. Uh, Don't touch it or you're going to be put to death. Verse 13. There shall not an hand touch it, but he shall surely be stoned or shot through. I didn't realize they had guns. Shot through. There you go. Whether it be beast or man, it shall not live. When the trumpet soundeth long, they shall come up to the mount. Let's go to verse 14. Okay, so at that moment, mm-hmm. all of this stuff. So let's recap what God told him. Basically set a boundary for the people at the bottom of the mountain. Tell them not to touch it. Put a border there. Whoever touches it, this is going to be the result of your breach. Right. You're going to be put to death. Okay? Mm-hmm. Unsanctified people don't handle manifestations of God real well. They don't survive God, no. <laughs> no. Okay? So he's letting them know, I'm coming down, and, and, and you better shape up. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, this is, this is basically what he said. A man, a beast, going to be stoned. That's what God said. Read on. So at that time, Moses went down... From the mount unto the people and sanctified the people. And they washed their clothes. And he said unto the people, Be ready against the third day. Come not at your wives, 
And it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. Wow. So now I want you to compare what Moses said versus what God told him. Mm -hmm. God said, don't touch the mountain. That's right. Moses went down from the mount and sanctified the people. Mm -hmm. And then he said, go wash your clothes. Mm -hmm. But God didn't say that. Yep, God God said that up there. But notice this. Come not at your wives. Mm -hmm. That was Moses' standard. Mm -hmm. Wow. Notice this. It wasn't wrong. He didn't say, quit committing adultery. (laughs) That would have been one thing. Yeah. What he said was, don't come at your wives. You have a covenant relationship. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But for this season, in in an attempt to sanctify yourself, this is what I want you to do. So the first thing that we take from this is that we get an example from here that a God-called man is entitled to put a border around something to help a people stay sanctified, Hmm. to engage with a manifestation of God. Sanctification. So the first thing is, is it's okay. Everybody says, well, that's just a man's standard. Well, that was Moses' standard. Mm -hmm. That wasn't God. Well, that's just my pastor. That's just, he's just, well, no, but that was rooted in a biblical principle of setting yourself apart so that you can be prepared to meet God. The second thing is sanctification is not just about not doing what is wrong, but sometimes it is removing yourself from that which is even permitted. The apostle said, you know, um, this, this is not necessarily, this is not necessarily illegal. But it's not expedient. Not expedient. It's not expedient. Sanctified people don't just not do what is wrong. Sometimes they even measuredly control those elements that are qualified by the law. Why? Because they have a passion within them that they want to be qualified to engage with a manifestation of God on earth. A sanctified people are an instructed people. A sanctified people are a people that have first been justified. They are sons of God. They are Israelites as in Mm -hmm. this encounter. But they are also willing to do whatever it takes. Where is that spirit and attitude in our day where we got to try to win people over to embrace this glorious truth that we have been given. I'll do whatever I've got to do to encounter a manifestation of God. Is is that not the heartbeat of what every one of us should have? For sure. So there needs to be that attitude of, of when you come to church, Pastor, tell me what I've got to do to meet God on earth. I don't just want to go to heaven. 
But if everything for you is heaven or hell, you'll miss out on a lot of manifestations on earth. Man, when I go to church, I want the ground to be shaken. Yeah. So I want Moses, if, if we could speak to the Moseses for a moment, mm-hmm. you, your people want to know what they've got to do to be qualified for that manifestation. Mm-hmm. Sanctify them. Mm-hmm. Talk to them about it. Instruct them. A sanctified people are an instructed people. So uh, you have Titus. I do. Titus chapter 2 and verse number 11. 2.11 says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that, denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. The grace of God, which hath appeared to all men. Paul wrote in Ephesians, For by grace are ye saved through faith, mm-hmm. that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. The gift of God. The grace that saves is a gift. But what did he say? It hath appeared unto all men. Teaching. Doing what? Teaching. Yeah. A sanctified people are not just a saved people. They are an instructed people. Mm -hmm. They are a taught people. Sanctified people are a justified people, but they are a taught people. And, And we are in a culture that loves the gift of grace, but they reject the teacher of grace. That's not a different grace. It's the same grace. The same grace that saves needs to be the grace that teaches. And if you'll embrace the grace that saves, you better embrace embrace Mm. the grace that teaches. And that grace will teach you how to live soberly, righteously, godly in this present world. In this present world, I adamantly resist the ideology that our world is too vile and too wicked for there to be a holy church raised up in it. Mm. Hmm. For Noah found grace grace, grace in the eyes of God. That wasn't just a gift. He was a teacher. Well, I mean, yeah, it saved him, yes, but it also showed him how to build the ark. Yes, right. right. So I will tell you, uh, yes, yeah. And, and they experienced a manifestation of God. You're going to be saved by water, but by the way, you might need a boat, so yeah. here's the plans for that too. <laughs> That's exactly right. Right? Exactly. Exactly. And Noah was a preacher of righteousness. Wow. That's what he was a preacher of. So we're in a world that absolutely detests holiness. They love the justification of God, but they think we are legalistic when we talk about sanctification. Okay? The the approach and 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 this is something this is something that that I want to um mention here there is a reason why and and we will talk about this more but there is a reason why when you step through the doors of a church where people are justified and sanctified that you feel something different that is not happenstance 
That is not by accident. That is because God does have favorite places mm-hmm. that he prefers to manifest himself. And I'm sorry, the omnipresence of God is a reality, mm-hmm. but the manifestation of God is what I'm after. Yes. I want there to be a manifestation of God. Well, Pastor McKillop, if it doesn't feel any different than the superstore, then we're wasting our time. Right. Right. Absolutely. Why, why are we going through all this? Right. Why are we putting ourselves through this set of whatever, whatever's, if at the end it feels like you're going to a baseball game? You know what I mean? There's got to be something different about it. That sets it apart. (laughs) It's got to be. There has to be something that sets it apart. (laughs) This is not a a ball game. (laughs) Man. Because you you can get enthusiasm there. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Unless it's producer Randy hitting the ball. Such a natural athlete. Just look at him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The so I, I want to talk about this as we're nearing bringing this episode to uh, a close. Hey, can I stop you just for a second? Have you have you heard from any of your pastor friends about what we're talking about? <laughs> yeah, a few. Yeah, yeah, a few. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I've There's heard. No... I've actually met a few people through this. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> it it and because you, again it's, it's I don't want to say controversial but it's confrontational. To your mindsets, right? It is. It is. You know, I'm I'm afraid many times, and I had this conversation Mm -hmm. with uh, one pastor that called. I'm afraid that often we we build our doctrine around the extremes if we're not careful. For for example, for example, uh, whatever whatever of you may be on. On any, any holiness issue, divorce, remarriage, any, or, or anything, any mm-hmm. any lifestyle issue, mm-hmm. we automatically run to an extreme case of someone that has walked away from our church. That you know, maybe this will give them a loophole, as if that's problematic. Yeah. <laughs> number one and number two, as if they want they're sitting there wanting to come back anyway. And so in in the in the greater in the greater discussion of this, we have sincere people that bear up under a load of condemnation and struggle with the insecurity of their salvation, mm-hmm. because we're not wanting to give people a license to sin. And so I know that it's a needle that has to. We've referred to this a dozen times that has to be threaded mm-hmm. properly and in a balanced fashion. But it is a discussion that really does need to be had. When you have someone, this happened to me literally yesterday, someone from our congregation came to me, a, a, a precious saint of God mm-hmm. with tears flowing down their, their face and saying, I've never been so liberated wow. since you taught on this. Wow. Now, automatically, there is the temptation in our mind to say, liberated to what? What do you mean? Are you going to go practice? And, and that, what, that didn't cross my mind because I know the individual. But liberated in the sense of I don't have the guilt, I don't have the condemnation. Now I'm doing, I'm, I'm praying and fasting and living right because I love God, not because, not because I'm, I'm under this, this cloud that God's just waiting to kick me out of the family. And that's the fuel that will propel you to keep going. 
that for sure it will that encouragement right for sure it will and as an end result you will be more sanctified because you're trying harder yes <laughs> yes it all this works. does not it give all, people, it all works in the cycle this right? does not give people a pass well no when you understand that god gave you the pass right and now you're going to try to work at it right I think we said this in the last episode or two episodes ago. Justification is not a pass on sanctification. It is the path to sanctification. Right. Okay? And so when you have this discussion, and we've we've talked uh, for the last few moments on sanctified people encountering God, setting themselves apart for that encounter. Mm -hmm. When, When we have this discussion... We have to come back to the fact of, well, what happens when I don't feel like I'm meeting the bar? All right. Right? And it may seem like we're going to seed on this, but the reality is, is this is where the majority of us live. Yes. Man, it is where we're at. Yep. So John says, he that sinneth is of the devil, then was I ever born again? Did I ever have the Holy Ghost? I thought that when I got the Holy Ghost, it would help me with my anger issue. I thought that when I got the Holy Ghost, it would help me with my thought life. I thought that I could have more control over the lust of the flesh and the works of the flesh. Right? Mm -hmm. I thought it would help me with my pride. I thought it would help me with, you know, and, and so people go. We've seen it. New converts come in. The height of the justification experience, the born again experience. And then in a few weeks, we're, we're there helping them begin the lifelong journey. Justification is momentary. <laughs> Sanctification is a lifelong journey. Perseverance. Of, right? Perseverance. Of you working with God to be sanctified. So I think a perfect example of this is the children of Israel. We already talked about them being at the mountain. So so anybody that has any biblical um, background at all understands that Egypt is a type of the world. They were brought to the wilderness and through to the promised land, the children of Israel, to a land that God had promised for them. Mm-hmm. Justification is getting out of Egypt. They were b- baptized through the Red Sea. All of these are symbolic of the born-again experience. The 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 um, the cloud, the fire following them. That's all God. And right? It's it's all part of that process, mm. but it leads them to a Jordan River, where they are now looking at a promised land that was promised to their forefather Abraham, and then it was reiterated repeatedly through the patriarchs. Moses was told. You're leading this people to a promised land that they will inhabit. It's a land that I have for them. And when you get there, I will drive the inhabitants out. Right. As you go. Yes. Little Mm -hmm. by little. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is the fulfillment of what we have talked about with 1 John 3. The man that hath this hope purifieth himself even as he is pure. You have the the children of Israel on the cusp of inheriting 
the promised land that is theirs. It's theirs. This is your land. Mm-hmm. Problem is, is the Canaanites are still there. Yep, you're right. The enemies are still there. Giants are still there. I thought we were just going to walk in. <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> if the promised land, if we can use this, and, and, and I'm trying to present this as uh, an allegory for, for you to get a grasp on your... Coming out of Egypt is justification. Yep. Possessing the promised land is sanctification. It's yours. You are pure. Mm-hmm. It is yours, Israel. But you still have to go possess it. So you literally have to possess what you already possess. Yes. You have to work at what you already have within your possession. And so the children of Israel crossed the Jordan River, and there is a, there is a fascinating a fascinating uh, account here. I, lo- I love the story of them crossing the Jordan River and the ark is on the shoulders of the, of the priest within the Jordan River, and they are making their way up to Jericho. Mm-hmm. That intimidating fortress that has stood at the gateway to that land that they possess. Mm-hmm. Okay? The land that they're going to go in, it's yours. It's yours. But now they've got another leader, and Joshua's telling them, um, you got to go in and drive them out. Oh, just a second now. I, what? I, I, okay. I, I thought that God said he was going to drive them out. So what you see is a perfect example of sanctification. God's going to work at it, but so aren't you. Yep. It's going to take both you and God to possess your sanctification. You are pure, but you've got to purify yourself. And you start doing it by crossing that river, following the Ark of the Covenant, which is the visible manifestation of the atonement. That's right. The justification of right. your soul. Right. You follow. You follow. This is so critical. You follow the Ark. Don't get too close because it's leading you into an arena that you've never been in before. You were a drunk all of your life. You were, you were a heathen your entire life. You were a slave your entire life, and now you have been justified, and you're following the manifestation of God's atonement and, and justification, which is the blood applied to the mercy seat, and the priests are leading you. Don't get too close to it because they're taking you by a way that you've never been before. Stay back far enough from it that as it moves, you can caress, correct your course. Mm-hmm. Follow Joshua into this land of sanctification, and God is going to drive out the inhabitants, but you got to work at it as well. That's the synergistic part. That is the synergistic aspect of possessing what you've already been prophetically told is yours. He doesn't say, okay, there's a city, go drive them out, and then leave you to figure it out. No, he doesn't. Right? They did not attack Jericho with pickaxes and dynamite. <laughs> They're all like, all right, boys, this is the plan. This is what we're going to do. No, no, they were given the plan. No, it was both God and man working together. And it was Joshua saying, this is how you do it. There's, this is going to be the process. Follow me in the ark. Follow the priest. And don't speak. 
and we're going to do this for seven days. And then on the seventh day, we want you to shout. Now listen, there will be aspects of the instructions that come your way that don't even make natural sense. Mm-hmm. Why would I march for for six days and not shout, and then I'm going to march and, and circle the city seven times on the seventh day and then shout? There's, there's no, you don't go to a manual and get that. But God gave that to Joshua, and the people followed them. You follow Joshua's instruction. You follow the grace that teaches, not just the grace that brings you out of Egypt, but you follow it into the promised land as well. The promised land of sanctification. You follow justification, the ark, into the land of sanctification, the promised land. You're not qualified to be justified, to be sanctified without being justified first. You can't do it. Mm-mm. You cannot dress modestly enough and out of sync with the world enough to be holy without being justified. Never. Sanctification is always rooted in. you got to leave Egypt before you get into the promised land, as obvious as that statement is. I mean, there's lots of odd ducks yeah. who aren't sanctified. Right? Right. Modest odd ducks. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. Right? There's always those elements that don't drive cars and don't, 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 don't. No electricity. People. No. Why are you doing it? Just to be out of sync with the world. Uh, okay. I'm not just doing what I'm doing to be out of sync with the world. And believe you me, I hate the world. Mm-hmm. Not the people in the world qualifier. Yeah. But I, 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 don't, I don't love the world. The world. Love not the world. Yeah. But I'm doing what I'm doing because I want to be set apart to God. And so they follow the ark, the symbol of justification, into the the land of sanctification that has been already promised to them, and they begin the process, the lifelong process of sanctification. Mm -hmm. It starts off pretty well Mm -hmm. on day seven the walls go flat they get the victory Woo! they think this is going to be a piece of cake this is all god ai is the next one (laughs) Uh oh whoops and this is what i want i want you to get out of this is there anybody, here, here we go back to Bishop Odom, if I was in front of a live audience. Is there anybody that's listening today that would, would agree? You don't have to say it out loud, just internally nod your head. That you, you, you done okay at Jericho. And you thought that sanctification was going to be a piece of cake. But then AI came. And you fell flat on your face again. We know why AI didn't fall to Israel's advance. We know that. We know they didn't fall because Achan had Babylonian garments, wedges of gold. He had disobeyed 
what was clearly instructed mm -hmm. as part of the sanctification process. And so AI doesn't fall. They get defeated at AI. Joshua has to revisit it and say, oh God, why? where are we missing it? Okay? This start, the, the whole reason that we're even saying this is this, this process of sanctification is a lifelong process. And you will win and experience victory. And then there will be times that you fall flat on your face and you're defeated. But you're still an Israelite. Yeah, you and you it. don't go back to Egypt. No, you made it this far. Right. right. You go back and you say, Joshua, help me. Where am I at? And you need a Joshua that will entreat the face of God and say, all right, God, where are we missing it? And you regroup and you go get the victory. And you spend the rest, that generation, Joshua's generation, spent the entirety of their life possessing what Moses already told them they possessed. But they had to work at it. You will spend, new convert, if you're listening to us today, you will spend the rest of your life in pursuit of sanctification. Yes, so true. And that will be up and down. There will be times when you're doing good, and there will be times when you are, if you're honest with yourself, you're embarrassed. Notice how, look, listeners, do you notice how these two guys have gone quiet the last? Where, where's Randy? <laughs> Down on my knees over here, yeah. seeking God. Man, you're never done. Oh. You're never done. Preachers are never done. The, the, uh, uh, elders that have served God all of their life are never done. But you need to understand that in the yo-yo of, of sanctification, that's your condition. The status of that man being pure as he is purifying himself never changes. You continue to persevere. Mm -hmm. You're not in Egypt anymore. You are a child of the king. You are an Israelite, and this land is yours, and you can be pure, and you can be holy, and you can purify yourself, but in the process, you're saved. You're saved. So keep persevering. Mm -hmm. Do not give in. Keep driving them out. Keep driving them out little by little. God does not allow sanctification in all the cities that stand before you fortified. So we've all been there. Man, I got I, I conquered the Jericho of, of my immoral lifestyle. But man, I fell at the AI of my rotten attitude. Mm -hmm. Or my poor work ethic. Mm -hmm. Or my whatever. Put 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 it in there. The reality is the majority of, 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 of the children of God, the justified folks, really the least of my worries are the outward visible manifestations of holiness. I don't, that, that, that's not where my struggle is. My struggle is internal with my spirit. Mm -hmm. Attempting to keep this old man at bay. But we've got to make up our mind and this needs to be an encouragement to you today. That you're not gonna you're not gonna win the sanctification battle in a single conference, revival setting, one meeting with your pastor, reading the Bible through once, fasting three days in a row. 
This is something that you need to saddle up and go, I'm going to get this little by little. And I will not stop until I possess every aspect of what he said that I can have. I will possess my possession. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the journey of sanctification. But in the process of that, you're still saved. You are still justified. Don't give up. Keep it going. The man that hath this hope purifieth himself even as he is pure. <laughs>